Jesus this, Moses that. Abraham hit me with a wicker ball bat. Is that the new Kanye? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's called uh, wicker balls. Cool. Wicker balls? Yeah, I don't know what a wicker ball bat is, but I think it's just a, a bat made out of like wicker. Like, you know how they make furniture outside out of wicker? I don't even know what wicker is, man. It's like, uh, it's like tree pubes. I don't know See, what you said. Tr- I'll send you. I'll I send you. It. I just Google it. You don't have to. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 Cool. 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 What was that? Welcome back, everybody. What's well, up, man? Well, thanks, Daniel. What's going on? You know, just living the dream. Just a Monday night out of isolation. Yeah. Yeah. No more ISO. We got to hang out for the first time in three or four months. Uh, well, I guess no, we had a barbecue. So, yeah, no. I guess more so like in- inside. inside. Yeah. 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 The fr- like we did something pertaining to media yeah. rather than just eating. Well, there was great. eating involved, though. Oh, yeah, there was. Oh, yeah, there was. Was there ever? Oh. <laughs> uh... Gabby made some very delicious wings for us, as always, sir. Delicious wings. Yeah, they were. They were so good. I used the sauce the next day, and I used it again today on a little uh, grilled cheese pea meal bacon sandwich I had for breakfast. Oh, so. you, still have, you had some even after the first use. Yeah, dude, I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it for a while. You just, just wa- watering it down. A little, a little hot grease, you know, just a little hot grease. I already fucking spilled some on my pants, and I'm pissed. Do you want me to make you some? Yeah, dude, make me as much sauce as you want. Like a bottle of sauce? Yeah. Just a bottle of sauce. Just bottle sauce me, bro. You got it, buddy. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. No worries. Anyways, man. yeah, we're back out of isolation. So it's our first regular non-isolation uh, podcast in a long time. Yeah. Which is great. It's just so much fun, you know? I just can't wait not, to talk about But we're still recording remotely. Like, we're not in the same room. Just to- Yeah, but that's because that's our new standard. I mean, until we have to pay for the service and then we'll be local again. And then we'll find another solution. You don't want to see us anymore, Daniel. Is that what this is? I do want to see you guys, but I love being able to record the way that we record now where, you know, Gabby can put the girls to bed and you can go and casually go grab some doner or some, you know, some, some shawarma. And I can hang out and watch episodes of what we do in the shadows until you guys are both ready to record. It's just, it's just feels so good. I we can all do the same thing, but record it at your place in the it's designated the same, podcast room. You you waiting for us to be ready is the same thing as us coming to your house while you're waiting while, while you're watching whatever the shadows show is. What we do in the shadows, yeah, yeah. Daniel. So there answer is no, me that. There's no real difference, Shane. Yes, is, Daniel. Right. I just don't want you in my house. To be honest, I like having a Gabby and Shane free zone now. It's so nice. Wow. Hmm. I'm, we'll get back to it eventually. I'm, I'm We're not gonna... gonna make you that bottle. I said. Oh, I okay. Yeah. Well, under the ingredients, I'll I'll reverse engineer the sauce that I have left, and I'll figure it out. You'll reverse engineer. You'll run tests on it. <laughs> so many tests. I'm gonna get a vaccine for my own chicken wings. Um, no, we will get back to recording in in a in a in a shared space at some point in the future, but. We'll likely do some split of uh, of of remote podcasting, just given how much more freedom it gives us a little bit uh, to record. No, it's been like good. on a Monday night. It's been For great. Sure. So, um, but yeah, we'll, we're looking forward to hanging out and getting back into the studio and being able to to geek out and be you know Let's super dudes. close to one another, touch shirtless, each other, shirtless together. Mr. Musk, one of us just so shirtless more than the other shirtless. To be honest, people. I'm quite grateful because. Um, it's been really hot lately, and being in that room, probably oh, so have, hot. Yeah, so I'm in my room right now, where it's air conditioning. So, I'm yeah, thankful for that. It's so cold oh. in my room as well. I was just thinking about like, how could you have your shirt off? It's so cold. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I still could be shirtless, but the, I just wanted to bring up to the point where it's been really hot lately here in Toronto, heat waves and stuff. So, yeah. I'm glad we're able to stay cool while I'm recording. So that's yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm currently sitting on my uh, on my uh, on my Ortega's, couch with my Ortega, feet up and Ortega's just chilling. Like plus forty degrees weather. Yeah, well, that's, it's cold in my room right now. 
That's yeah. the Daniel, uh, the Daniel uniform, a hoodie and shorts with a dangling keychain and flip flops. You got it. Or Burks. Well, the Burks like flip flop style Burks, the Arizona's or the Clogs. Got it. Got it. Got it. That's his uniform. They're called the Boston's. Anyways, um, we had. Anyways, what did we do on Friday when we hung out? We watched Hamilton. We did. It got pushed up so much. It got pushed up a year and a half. So we got to enjoy Hamilton together. After we enjoyed Hamilton together in March as our last like out event. Well, me and Shane did with your yeah. wife, Gabby. My wife. <laughs> with your wife. My wife. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Like it's it is that is so true. Like right before lockdown happened, March tenth. We went and watched uh, in Hamilton, and then shortly after, they closed down all the Mervish productions. So super grateful we got to actually see it live, and then seeing this recording on top uh, was like really great. It was really special, and uh, you know, I really, really appreciate the fact that they actually released it. Like so much of Broadway and so much of musicals is lost because the accessibility is so poor. So I really hope this starts a new sort of standard um, to to really push forward this sort of thing. They've done it with a couple productions, but I like it needs to be this way because it, it's way more accessible to people and you get casual people really into it. People who wouldn't otherwise pay the, the fees to go to a theater and watch a musical. You could just watch it at home because the pricing is so expensive for musicals because there's so many people involved in everything. So it was, it was really, 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 really great to see it's also great to to contrast with, you know, if we do see it in our local cities and you don't have the ability to travel, which it seems like it will be a little while before people can go to Broadway and um, and enjoy musicals on Broadway or off Broadway or even in, in other cities, um, other major U.S. cities, it's going to be a little bit tricky to do that. So I, I, I personally liked um, having seen Hamilton through, twice live and now once on Disney Plus, being able to just compare the different ways that different um, – uh, stage actors have approached different characters. So as you're we watching Hamilton with one another, I was, you know, there were, there were, there were parts of me that were appreciating different ways that like Aaron Burr was played by the person that we saw play him in Toronto versus um, who was playing him in the Disney uh, film or the, the original Broadway recording uh, versus when I saw him, I think two or three years ago um, in New York city uh, on Broadway. So it was just pretty cool to see them all bring a different element of, of, um, of, of themselves to, to that character specifically Aaron Burry is probably the one that stands out the most to me. And then just seeing a lot of talented people play Hamilton himself. So it was pretty cool to see Lin-Manuel Miranda's vision for uh, Alexander Hamilton, given that he wrote the play and, and, and wrote the music for the play and then starred in the play. But um, I actually quite enjoyed just like who we saw in January or sorry, in March um, Shane just, bringing a completely different energy to it. I think having a little bit of a stronger voice than Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, so yeah, it was pretty cool to just see it, like having seen it in three different iterations now to be able to compare and contrast and kind of mix together the different elements of the different, uh, of the different uh, productions that, that I really enjoyed, but overall it's great. It's a lot of fun. And like, it still has for me, like, I only recently really fell into musicals, but since then I've grown of a very, very, very deep appreciation of them. And like it, this recording still had all the emotional value and moments throughout it. I know like throughout the, the musical, I was just sitting there and I was like, Holy shit. Like, and like kind of geeking out while watching it and feeling so many different emotions. I think it like, it was really great. I, I don't, I don't really know what else to add to it on that part. What did you think, Gabby? Because you had made a deal with Kara before for Last of Us to watch this. Do you think that she got off easy if she would have had to watch Last of Us and then you would have had to watch this? Well, um, that deal didn't even pan out in terms of her playing the original Last of Us with me, so it doesn't really matter. But, yeah, like you guys mentioned that you watched uh, – I guess the live uh, theater performance of Hamilton here in Toronto with, with Kara and Kara has been even prior to even watching it live. She's been a huge fan of um, Hamilton and just by listening to the, to the 
I guess the album through on Apple Music and stuff like that. So she plays it daily, and I've heard it numerous times. So a lot of it was familiar to me. So when I watched it, it was a lot of the songs were familiar, but it was I really enjoyed it a lot more watching it opposed to listening it listening to it because when I think it was you Shane when you were describing it to Brooklyn regarding like what kind of vibe uh Hamilton is when I listened to it without visuals it didn't come off to me right away as like rap and hip-hop and jazzy and stuff like that and then when it when I watched it live it really like it was it was so different and it it really stood out to me to the point where even after it was finished, I was like in bed, like just humming the songs. And I, I felt like I was dreaming about singing the songs as like, spread. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like it, it, it was really good. Um, so for me as well, I want to watch it again because I, I, I think I got the gist of the storyline, but it was hard for me to follow a little bit through song. I kept having to ask Kara, like what was like, going on because like you guys were like crying and stuff. I'm like am I missing something like what's going on you know so yeah. so yeah um overall I really really did enjoy it and I even recommended it to everyone at work when I was like when when I told them that what I was doing on Friday but yeah um I'm I'm definitely gonna be watching it again because Kara is in love with it but yeah like it's it's really good and just to mention off of your your comment on uh Aaron Burr, right? Um, the the person playing him, Leslie Odom Jr., won a Tony Award for the best actor in a musical for his his role as uh, Burr. So, yeah, he the, was. Yeah, like I mean, the, the the whole like the whole thing has won numerous awards, yeah. but yeah, it's it's really good. It's it's really good. Yeah, I found like today at work we listened to the Hamilton mixtape, and then listened to the whole Hamilton album. And I found myself while I was walking around at work, just like singing the songs. And anyone who knows me knows that I can't carry a note to save my life. <laughs> but like, it's just so like today I found myself waking up and getting in the shower and I was like singing a song. I was like, what is that from? Like what album, like what Kendrick album or what Travis Scott album is this song from that I'm singing? And then I realized, oh wait, it's actually from Hamilton. Like, yeah. It, it is so strong in, in its performance. It, yeah, I really recommend it. I know, like, for me, I've been following Hamilton since uh, one of my biggest regrets in life was missing it on Broadway with you, Daniel, which I still blame you for um, with its original its original run and being able to get tickets for 120 bucks, and I was saying no to it. And ever since that day, I've kind of regretted it. Well, not kind of. I have absolutely regretted it. I think about it at least on a weekly basis. But um, so Ortega has seen the original cast in at in New York. No, no, we had the opportunity to see it when we were there in November of 2015. And the tickets, I think, were 120. Yeah, they're 120, 130 bucks. So so neither of you did it. No. Oh, he he blames me, but I was the one that suggested that we go, and then we just luckily didn't. We didn't really. You guys probably went to the comedy I didn't, cellar and I didn't. Or I didn't. Called. I didn't push for it, and then I think yeah. the other two people that we were with didn't necessarily care for. They it. weren't very interested in either. So yeah, I think it was we were part. there with Shay and Feroz. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But what had happened was I had never heard of it because at this point I didn't really follow musicals at all. That was and, my next question. Like, had you had you did you already know about it? Because I feel no. like if you had already known about it, there was no. I way would have been. Said, yeah, no. I would. Oh, yeah. I would have went for sure. But oh, yeah. I, I didn't really know about it and Daniel was like, Hey man, there's this play like there's this musical that's getting all this buzz. It's supposed to be like a hip hop like show with like a lot of like really great like rapping and it's like kind of about the his about history, like it's historical and I was like, The history of hip hop, the musical. Um 
and it's 140 <laughs> bucks. I was like, nah, I, don't, I don't think I want to do that. So the message came across as not what it was actually was. No, like it, it, if the way that I understood it was different, I think that was just my stupidity. So just miscommunication. But, well, yeah. I mean, maybe a little bit of both. Maybe but I think, I think regardless, if you would have told me, oh yeah, it's a hip hop musical about the origin of the country. Alexander Hamilton. Alexander I think you would have been less interested. I would have been like, yeah, definitely not. Let's count me out of that. Um, but so since then I watched like the PBS special of like making Hamilton, which followed, uh, Lin uh, Manuel Miranda around with his, uh, like writing and going into how they made the songs. And, you know, it had like clips from this movie in that special. And that's when they were like, Oh yeah, we've recorded it for posterity, but they didn't know if they were going to release it at the time. And then I had watched Broadway shaky cam bootlegs, um, to like get ready for it and then seeing it in Toronto was spectacular and then this was just like perfect. So I will definitely watch it again though. I will definitely watch it again and again. It's so good. Oh. I wish I wish we went, but at the end of the day we still got to see it together and I think probably appreciated it more being a little bit older rather than going when we didn't really necessarily know what to expect. Yeah, for sure. Um but yeah, but but it would have been pretty cool to have seen it with the original cast in New York City. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was our big kind of, uh, I guess, watch. And I'm glad I got to watch it with you guys. Um, just being able to hang out and watch a movie with other people and not by myself or, or, or you know, with the dog or, or just hanging out at home uh, was kind of nice. So uh, the other big thing was um, I, it made me think about the, like the pacing of the musical, which is kind of ridiculous, but like. I didn't realize how front loaded this musical is in terms of how like well told the first part of the story is. And then the second half being a little bit more depressing and not having as much of the, the catchy music, I guess that, um, that, uh, like really, really like invades the first half and really sticks, sticks with you. Like my favorite songs are all in the first half of the play, not to take away from the second half. I just think that it, it feels like two different plays often. Um, it just hits different though. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's more it's emotional. Just, it tells us it's it's like the oh, yeah. ascension and then descension after yeah. after uh, after the intermission. So it's an interesting story in the way that it's told. It's just the first half has so many catchy ways that it like puts everything together, and then yeah. you know the big crescendo at the end of the first half is all the songs kind of mixing together, and there's a really cool sequence between helpless and uh, and and uh, satisfied that like reverses and, and, and plays back. And mm -hmm. yeah, man, there's just so many cool mm -hmm. elements in that first half that, that stick with me. Yeah. I, I mean, there's still those like reverses in the second half as well. I was even talking to care about it. Like there's actually one song in particular that really sticks out to me in, in the second half of the song. And it's actually the song that as of right now, I keep telling care is my favorite song. It's the, it's called, it's uh, it's quiet uptown. It's the one where, they 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 sing after uh after uh yeah. Hamilton Sun dies. Dies, yeah. Dies, yeah. that song is like fucking it's so, so good. good it's so, so good. good yeah it's yeah. so good um it's yeah, so like, the second half is like very ballady like i mean big emotional things happen in the second half right like sun dies uh, he dies. Uh, you know, there's a lot of tragedy. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler. If, if you didn't know, he died 200 and something years ago. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Spoiler cast. Sorry. Um, but yeah, like a lot of the, a lot of the, um, they're very ballady songs, right? They're, from one perspective or another, whether it be from his wife's perspective, whether it's from his perspective, whether yeah. it's from the audience's perspective, Hamilton almost seems like a peripheral character in the second half um in some ways because he, he you know he's a little bit more distant he's not always front and center aaron burr and 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 uh thomas jefferson really dominate mm -hmm. the second half but mm -hmm. yeah it's all around it's not to take away from the second half i just think that the first half has more of those like catchy pop like i could sing them sure. yeah. yeah it's a lot more upbeat and it's 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 more celebratory than the second half the second half has its uh his downer moments which is which is upsetting but also you know rounds out the play really well I just want to be clear for everybody out there who's uh, cringing, if there is anybody out there who's cringing. But it is a musical. It's not a play. It's different. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> My apologies. The theater, like, theater people get really worked up about that. 
So just just so you know, Daniel, it's a it's a musical, not a play. Okay, different. Good to know. Okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, I would agree with you. I think it's great. I think the first half is pure bangers, and like there's just so much momentum, which is exactly what you want. You want to ride that roller coaster to the top of the drop, and then the second half just really like like just emotional. It's just so emotional. Yeah, yeah. I still think "Helpless" is such a good friggin' song. Holy, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's hard. It's you can like debate like what song is the best because a lot of them are very similar in terms because like that's the way they everyone has like their tagline. You know yeah. what I mean? And then throughout the play, like it they loop around in terms of like telling the they use it to tell the story of what's happening. It's man, it's it's so freaking good. Like I was even telling Kara like. Earlier on, you have like Eliza, tell like singing a song to, to uh, Hamilton with wor- like specific words, and then Hamilton sings it back to her with different words. It's just, yeah, like I don't know what that's called. If it's called a reprise or whatever it may be, but <laughs> it's, it, it's it's so good. I really really did enjoy it, and I can't wait to watch it again. But yeah, I, I still listen to it. Scare plays it all the time, but yeah. The other thing I watched this week, which I was like super uh, excited about watching, was um, Junior, which was a documentary uh, that that uh, was on MLB Network, I think, three or four weeks ago, and was impossible to hunt down because MLB is just awful at making their content accessible. But I'm actually really happy that we did uh, that that week where we talked about documentaries, and I asked you guys the question about what documentary you'd like to see because. It seems like since then I've gotten some of the ones that I really wanted to see, like which were like baseball players or like athletes in the '90s. And we got Long Gone Summer a couple of weeks ago, and then we got Junior, and I got to kind of relive, uh, like now as an adult through some of the most like like prolific and and popular baseball players. Um, but yeah, I watched Junior Shane. I I don't know if you've watched it through yet. Oh, you watched it actually yesterday before we played ball. Yeah, I watched right? it, uh, except yeah. for the last like five minutes of it. But I've seen the rest of it. Yeah, but it was really good. It was like it was it was about um, Ken Griffey and and just kind of his rise to prominence and being like the face of baseball in an era where you know between the lockout, between steroids, between. Um, like the Yankees basically bringing in every superstar player in baseball so that they could win a bunch of titles. Like Ken Griffey was really this an anomaly. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't uh, on steroids as far as everybody uh, claims. Um, and honestly, he didn't really look like he was on steroids either. Uh, and he never wanted to play for the Yankees. So like two definitive moments of 90s baseball and <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr. is like the antithesis of, of, of all of 90s baseball. And it's just so cool. And and like refreshing to see how much he was able to accomplish and, and, you know, being able to play with his dad and hitting back to back home runs with his dad at 20 years old. Like there's just so many cool storylines for Ken Griffey jr. So I've always been a Ken Griffey jr. Fan, but like watching it and being able to see what it was like growing up with, uh, with Ken Griffey um, in Seattle and then eventually in Cincinnati and a brief stint in Chicago. uh, It was pretty cool to just see it all the way through and see the way that his career panned out and, and all of the great things that he was able to do seems like such a wholesome dude didn't seem to ever really get into much trouble other than you know some injury problems which are non-attitude based but um, if you haven't been able to check it out already and you're a baseball fan watch junior if you can find it more um, recorded or pvr on the mlb network but highly recommend watching it um yeah so i, I thought i'd throw that out there because i was super stoked to, to find that and finally be able to watch it I think that was a great pun at the end there. I just want to recognize that. Uh, Thank you. Appreciate that. I think I would agree with you. So for me, I'm just a huge fan of of storytelling. And I think the story of Ken Griffey Jr. and the way that it's told through that, I think, is really fantastic. Um, like he, the energy and just he was known for his smile, right, is what they talk about a lot of the time. You know, the kid had the smile and stuff. So it's really, really, it was really good to see that and really interesting. It makes me wish to some degree that I was more involved in like following teams closer. I mm-hmm. guess the closest thing that I have to that is the Traveling Church of Austin Matthews. Mm. But like, it, it was just. 
you know, insane to see. And I guess I got a taste of that last year with Kawhi playing in Toronto is like kind of the same sort of thing as Ken, as Ken Griffey Jr. When they were talking about trading him and all that stuff, it's kind of the same sort of feeling here, I would say. Um, but yeah, it was really good. I definitely recommend it. It's impossible to find. So good luck. If you're looking for it, just search it on YouTube, Junior, uh, ESPN, or I mean, MLB presents. Hopefully it's still up there, but it is yeah. still up. I verified. I just, I just, uh, it's, it looked it, at it. Watching, <laughs> watching that is what really, you know, I just, I got a glove the other day, not too long ago. And we've been out now three or four times to play catch. Like I just love playing catch now. I'm just like, yeah, man, I wish I grew up playing baseball more. Um, but I've been having a, a lot of fun as well, going outside and throwing the ball around and, you know, Ortega throws. He's got a rocket of an arm. Uh, Thanks, for man. All, for all you listeners out there, it's re- really an impressive feat to see somebody who you wouldn't think would be able to throw throw like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, go ahead, Gabby. Sorry, I was just gonna say, like, if we went back in time, because you're saying you wish you played baseball more as a as a kid or whatever. Yeah. And if we have some long-time listeners listening, they might remember the story that you and your dad shared. <laughs> you chose – you could have played I – don't, I don't think it was hockey. I don't it, know was it, was. Ice, it was ice hockey. Like, if it was any different, let's say baseball or, or whatever console you asked him to buy you, I think you probably still would have chosen the video game. Oh, 100%. I would have just played Ken Griffey Jr.'s baseball on my N64. But the point <laughs> is – when I was a kid, I did play. I did play baseball. I played t-ball. I played like two seasons of t-ball. And I've not seen really, pictures. Yeah. yeah, not really baseball, baseball, but t-ball. Um, yeah. I just, as a kid, man, and I guess to a certain degree as an adult, I just don't have like the the what's the word I'm looking for? Um, oh, the drive. No, not the drive, but the ability to like self-regulate or like push myself to really stay true to something and invest, like go all in on something. So I would get drive. (laughs) No, I had the drive like to be decent at these things, but uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? I can't, it'll come to me and then I'll just yell it out in the middle of some other topic probably. Yeah. Do you wish? Do you wish you could send future Shane to talk to past Shane? And do you mean current Shane or like future Shane? Yeah, current Shane. Like I guess now. Like I'm just. I guess I'm talking the past tense. So current Shane, go back in time to tell young Shane. Hey, tell your dad you want to play sports. No. You wouldn't change anything. No. Okay. So then. I would just say you're contradicting yourself a little bit. I would just say, I would just say, young Shane, the way that you turn out is. I feel like I'm on RuPaul because they do this on RuPaul where they show like them when they're kids, and they and they show a picture of them as kids, and they're like, give some advice to young you, and then they go on like an emotional journey. I don't have that that emotional journey when it comes to this, but like I think the way that I turned out and what I did was cool. I just wish that I had a little bit more. God, I still can't place the word that I'm looking okay, for. Okay, man. That's okay. Um, but like, no, not passion, because I'm passionate about a lot of things. It's just I go in and out of it. What's the word Ooh. that I'm looking for? Determination. Determination. Not, not will. Determination. Not will. Uh, motivation. No, it's. I don't want to say like enforcing like the rules, but I mean like, what's the word that I'm looking for? I don't know. It'll come to me. I'll think of it, but no, I I wouldn't. I would tell myself like get outside, play play more seriously. Because when I was a kid, I was always outside playing, but we were doing right. more more dumb stuff like throwing a uh, broom through the spokes of a bike or like going down pushing a hill around in a shopping cart. Yeah, push it. Yeah, or like Just trying to mimic jackass. Yeah, exactly. I, we, I feel uh, like you would do that. Yeah, I did live. I lived a very very much so lived a jackass style. Uh, yeah, childhood. Yeah, I can see. Uh, that. But now I'm very risk averse. But I would just say, like, it would have been cool to come up in uh, in sports. But I, I don't regret not doing it because I'm happy with the way that I turned out. Okay, I wasn't trying to make you feel bad about the way you turned out. I was just like saying, like, would you would you have changed anything? 
a little bit tweaks here and there. Uh, I don't think if you played a little bit more baseball, I don't think the the person that you turned out today would have been any different. Yeah, you're right. He's just a super bro. He's like fucking yeah. two feet taller. Just chewing tobacco. <laughs> just chewing tobacco all the time. He's just missing his lower jaw. Well, it, it, like I guess just to I guess motivate you or give you some words of inspiration. It's never too late, right? So yeah, you're doing it now. Cool. Yeah, and you're yeah. enjoying it. Yeah. So don't yeah. feel bad that you didn't do it more as a kid or growing up. So I will advocate for Shane because, like, I mean. Despite Shane saying that I'm not like that, it's it's surprising to see any kind of physical ability from me. <laughs> um, I'm actually pretty active. Like I play hockey, I played baseball competitively until I was in my early teens. You, um, this relationship sounds like Kara and I. Every time I do something active, she's like thoroughly surprised. Like oh my, she's like, wow. Like she's like, I can't, I couldn't picture you doing. No, I don't. I can picture Daniel. I can picture you playing hockey because you can throw your weight around, and I can picture you uh, playing ball because you can. It's shooting mechanics. It's like in, in baseball. It's just like because I haven't been exposed to it much. I don't picture anybody being able to throw like really great. But I like I went to a couple of your games, like your rec league games, a couple years ago, and like you weren't throwing like that. I think because you were pitching, but mm-hmm. like. The ability that you have to throw there, I think, is like is is amazing. Like it's actually really really great. I remember a, a bunch of us were just stunned when you were throwing them, and those are your boys from time, and they were still stunned. So yeah, I've played with some of them. Like I've played hockey with uh, with Beamer, and I've played hockey with well, I've played other sports with Sasha, whether it be football and stuff like that. But but yeah, I was throwing a I, not to tout, but I was I was like my arm fucking hurt this morning. I was throwing so far probably throwing like 200 plus feet to, to, to Beamer and just trying to like blow my arm out in the process of doing it. But, but the point I was trying to make is that like, I didn't teach myself to skate until I was 20, I want to say it. And, and I could like, I, I mean, I could skate, like I could just stand up and kind of, you know, figure it out. But to the point where I could play in like a hockey league now, um, like that only really started in my like early to, to mid twenties. And then coming back to baseball, I missed most of my teen years where I was very much like out of shape and, not a healthy teenager coming back and being in shape in my early twenties, being able to play baseball again. So it's never too late. Like, like your body will kind of, you know, eventually hurt you, but you almost have the advantage. Cause I guess if you didn't really play sports very much, like your joints and stuff that are probably stressed playing joint, playing sports when you're younger are probably holding up a little bit more than they were for maybe someone like me, who's just consistently torn stuff in their knees and arms and, pick a spot on my body and it's probably been wrecked in some capacity at some point in time. Um, but yeah, we we're, we're trying to get out a little bit more. So we've been out with two, two of the last three nights. I think we went out and just like tossed yeah. around for a couple hours yeah. and hit the batting cages hopefully. And I mean, the, the, the choice, uh, the hope is that we get to do it again a couple more times in the next couple of weeks, if not this weekend. So I mean, I'm down this, fun. Whole, this whole week. You just messaged me and I'm there. I'll be there, man. I'll just be throwing fucking Throw it bombs at the fence. to, just trying to hit birds. <laughs> um, I was going to say one last thing on the Ken Griffey Jr. thing. Um, it, it meant a lot to watch him because I remember um, when I was younger, I had surgery. Uh, I had a hernia in my in my, in my my lower body. And um, one of the only things that I was able to do for weeks at a time as I was recovering was play N64. And uh, I remember I got Ken Griffey Jr. baseball as like a a thing to i guess keep me busy during that period of time because i legitimately couldn't walk i couldn't move properly for a little while so i remember playing that game um like religiously for so long ken griffey jr baseball for for n64 i can still hear the theme song in my head and just playing as griffey in that game was just like he had like the biggest pci uh he had like the biggest like 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 presence on screen his swing was just fucking beautiful in that game and Obviously, I was only like eight or nine years old, but but having playing, ha- having been like in baseball leagues and stuff like that, like going back and looking at it now and just seeing the phenom that he was, I don't think I ever really got to appreciate that at its full capacity. Because as I got older, he got older and got injured a little bit more, and never quite got back to the point where he uh, where he could have been for the rest of his career. So it was pretty cool to go back and look back at it and just remember, you know some of the most iconic moments that, that he had in his career and some of which predated even when I was born. So 
Shout out to Ken Griffey, man. What a great fucking, what a great athlete. And just what a great representation of baseball, like doing everything the right way and being able to play with his dad. It's pretty sweet. Do you guys remember uh, when uh, McDonald's had N64s? Yes. Yeah, man. Ken Griffey Jr. was one of the games he could play. I remember this. Oh, man, that's so good. Yeah. Oh, how it's funny. I don't know. That sentence didn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, how it's funny. I'm still trying to oh, think of the... Oh, me how funny. What the oh. F is the word that I'm thinking of? I don't know if that was appropriate. What, what for what? <laughs> I don't want to say it. What, what okay. was the bloody word that I was thinking of? I, I, I don't know. I have man. no idea. Anyways, uh, moving on until you can think of the word. You want to recap some news that's coming up soon? Shane sounds like he wants to say something, and he's constipated verbally, so Uh, get it out. What is the... It honestly sounds like drive, to be honest, the way he described it, but... It's not. I think what you're trying to say is, like, you wish you had more, like, of a, of a, of a, like, a a pushing from like your parents or somebody else, like keep you in, in, in that kind of stuff. Yeah. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. like, let's say like, if you had a regiment, like if you had a regiment, you're very, um, structured. Yeah. Like it's almost like a structure, but, uh, what the fuck is routine? the word? Like, but the ability to keep that routine, you would be very, uh, not regulated. Know, Hold on, I'm gonna pull up a thesaurus. Okay, you guys recap news, and I'm gonna think of it. The a routine. I'm googling ability to keep a routine. <laughs> okay, you guys talk recap. Uh, which I know what you're trying to say is like just having just having some sort of regiment that that would allow you to to like stay in something and, and have like a routine where you're going back to it constantly. But that has to, when you're younger, that has to come from parents and, and that like their partnership with you to be able to like stay in something, right? Your parents aren't going to keep you in something if you seem to be unhappy with it for yeah. the most part. Or yeah. like no determination to do it. Yeah. Anyways, um, we've got some big, uh, we'll kind of graze over it cause we got a lot to talk about. Uh, I mean, the big thing that, that came out today was the Xbox series X mm-hmm. first party showcase now has a, a date July 23rd. So we're looking forward to that. We talked about the Sony, um, showcase a couple weeks ago. We've been talking about looking forward to seeing halo. Um, we internally, like the three of us have been talking about our excitement for halo and maybe some exciting ideas that we have regarding what we can do to play through since, you know, um, the last of us surviving endure podcast that we did with, with Daniel and, 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 and Shay over at the, uh, the movie podcast that, that really seemed to resonate with some folks going into the last of us part two. So we want to continue to give people content like that since, uh, since it's a lot of fun to just kind of revisit stuff that we haven't really seen in a while. Um, I don't necessarily want to jump into that too much cause I feel like we can talk about our predictions for it, but let's go very, very top level just very quickly. What, are you hoping that's not already announced out of that showcase um, will get announced other than the obvious of Halo um, and seeing gameplay from that? Is there any surprise that you're looking for? Um, I don't think necessarily is a new surprise. Like there's some hardcore rumors right now swirling around that's been in the rumor, I guess, mill for some time now. And it keeps resurfacing regarding Fable and Perfect Dark. So... As much as I would love to see, let's say, a perfect dark third party, third party, just like a complete spiritual reboot of the franchise, something similar to the vein of uh, what uh, Santa Monica Studios did with God of War, and that'd be cool. Uh, I do. I think I just really want to see some, maybe some new IPs that are are in the same realm as like the God of War's Last of Us, something like story-driven, single-player, because that's what the core gamers want. So that's what is missing. Um, it's cool seeing Microsoft saying that all 15 studios that they acquired are working on something new um, and are going to showcase it. But on top of like your the excitement for Halo and rumored Perfect Dark and stuff like that, I would love to see new IPs. Yeah, I would agree. I by the way, I I found the word. It's self-discipline. Is the word I was thinking of. 
Like I never had, I never had the the self-discipline to do that. Thank you. Dear God. Thesaurus (laughs) came in clutch. I was like Googling how to stick to a friggin' diet because I know people on a diet have to have self-discipline. Anyways. Willpower. Willpower is another one. Yes. Um, So I would agree with you, Gabby. I would love to see some sort of perfect dark, some sort of fable. I would love to see another conqueror. Uh, I want an arcade game. I want a game that I can sink my 40 hours into and actually complete. So I stop having to get effing nagged about everything that I can't complete. Cause I just, again, I don't have the self-discipline uh-huh, to sink <laughs> more than 40 hours into a single game a lot of the time. So it's hard for me that way. So I really want that. I also, I, I don't know, like, Cuphead was something for me that was huge that came Microsoft exclusive for a long time. Um, that kind of came out of the woodworks. I want something like that, like something that is hand, uh, like, you know, is, is really a passion project from a developer that gets that sort of spotlight that can really open up uh, a door for them, getting that spotlight and really help push them to create what their passion point is. I, I would love to see anything that it relates to you know, BIPOC or by POC um, storylines and things like that um, to really help people feel more included. And especially with the toxic state that a lot of gaming stuff is in right now in games, media and everything, I would love to see more inclusion in that way. So hopefully, I mean, I doubt it will see much of that there. But uh, I would love for that to be one of the things that kind of takes us by surprise is seeing that. Yeah, I, I mean, I want to see that in like a non-token capacity. Like, I want to see it be genuine and and something that um, isn't. You're not just putting, you know, black characters or indigenous characters in games for the sake of putting them in there and, and using them as plot devices. But very similar to like what Jordan Peele did with us, um, just like creating content featuring people of color and not making like the like the fact that they're people of color the whole reason that the game exists or like or like the underlying tone of it, right? Like, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that, but I think you start to transcend some of the, the of, of people's, um, uh, you know, um, I don't really know how to describe it, but like, I look at like The Last of Us as a perfect example where you thrust like a, 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 a lesbian character into the main role and the game is not entirely grounded in the fact that she's lesbian. It's actually a story about nothing else. It just happens to feature a lesbian character. So... I think that'll be great to see in the near future. And hopefully that's something that, you know, doesn't take everything that's happening in the world right now for people to really realize it. But if that is what it takes, then so be it. But that's that's a great call out, Shane. I think that that's super important, um, just given, you know, the possibilities that we have with gaming now and, and, and representation just being something that is long overdue in, in this medium. Um for me, I think the two things that I'm really hoping for are, I, I echo you guys in, in terms of new IP, I'm, I'm tired of seeing the same four franchises from Xbox, and uh, I think it's time for them to, to you know start to branch out and, and show us some of the creative abilities that the developers that they've been investing in for the last couple of years uh, are capable of. Um, the big one for me specifically is whatever Playground Games is working on. It's been rumored for a long time that they have been working on an unannounced RPG. Um, I'm hoping it's an original RPG and it's not just Fable coming back under Playground Games. Um, so I'm really hoping that we see something new from them that looks compelling in the way that, you know, I think of games like uh, uh, Cameo Elements of Power that was a launch title for Xbox 360. Like, I think about something in that vein. Uh, and then I think, you know, just taking the shackles off Rare. They've had Rare for 2000, since 2002, 18 years now. And it just seems like they've, like... I don't know, man. They just, they keep them working on like small, non AAA ish projects. Like their biggest project really was uh, Sea of Thieves, but they, it still is. But they've had so many like great, like, like opportunities to be able to do great IP. They've got, you know, Conquer, they've got Perfect Dark, they did Banjo Kazooie, they, have Battletoads, which I think was just rated overseas, but there's a, there's a period of time where they worked on Viva Pinata, Cameo, which, you know, I I was a fan of, but also came out in 2005 or 2004. And then since then, they just really haven't had much of a presence, even though they're probably the most like nameable and 
um, tenured Microsoft studio and they just don't seem to get the love that Microsoft can give them, I think, and, and they have the capability of being able to do. So seeing something from Rare that is a true, you know, like like a flagship AAA, we're fully invested in these guys. We're not just going to give them a small little project to work on. Um, I would love to see something from Rare come out and, and really just, you know, wow us because I think it's long overdue. I I don't I don't think sorry, like I don't I don't think that Sea of Thieves is something that Microsoft said here's here you go like, do this game. I think that is a game that they really wanted to make. And that game is actually has grown substantially since launch and is actually selling really well even on PC. So um it was it was like top two, I think. I think the, I think it was like last month it was uh Sea of Thieves and uh for uh, Horizon Zero Dawn were the top two selling PC games, um, I believe on Steam or whatever it was. Um, but the way that I look at that is, is if I think about what Rare did well for so long that got them the acclaim to the point where they were, you know, Microsoft, one of Microsoft's pivotal studios, they have a, a, a games as a service model right now for Sea of Thieves, and they're really not working on anything outside of that from from what I know. Right? They, ha- but, they have ever Evergreen, I think it's called. They, they debuted the trailer for like a couple months back. So they are working on another project? Oh, yeah. They announced it a while ago, dude. Oh, I missed out on that then. Ever something. Hold on. I'm going to find out what it's actually called. They, they did not. I'll show it to you, dude. It looks really cool. There was, no. There's not a lot of known things about it, but it remember from what I saw, it, it was really nice. Uh, The other thing I think that happened with Rare was a lot of the games that they were famous for by the time Microsoft bought them, I don't think they own the IP to it. There's a huge controversy there. But and the the other thing is Rare became Microsoft's Connect graveyard. Like they just had Rare for a good portion of time making Connect based games that just went nowhere. So I think Sea of Thieves was a passion project for them and they they had a they have a road roadmap that leads on to the next generation so i would say that sea of thieves is as triple a as any other game i wouldn't say it's an indie game at all and i would say the amount of work that's put into it has been of a triple a quality and has been what it, like it reminds me of no man's sky almost right where no man's sky came out and it was like trash and everyone hated it and then they put so much content in that game that people would revisit it two years later and it'd be a completely different game. And that's what I hear Sea of Thieves is doing. I guess the way that maybe I, I phrased it incorrectly, maybe not working on a, a niche, uh, like a niche game, but more of something that Microsoft or sorry, Xbox game studios will get behind in the same way that PlayStation studios gets behind Naughty Dog or Insomniac or Sucker Punch. So like have something that's going to champion as a big relatable broad title that's going to captivate a, a large audience that isn't going to you know work as a as a games for service but something that just might be a single player game or an adventure based game so G- gabby you're right everwild was announced back in november it just kind of went over my head it, i actually was impressed by that trailer so I, i'd love to see more about uh everwild because i the art style looked pretty cool yeah for sure sea of thievesy in some ways um, but it also looked really, really cool in terms of just like the character design, um, looking like like wizards and stuff like that. It's it's a it's being described as a as a, a natural and magical world. So I'm pretty stoked to see what they do with that. But that that's the kind of thing that I was really hoping from Rare rather than something like Sea of Thieves. And I know you guys enjoy Sea of Thieves. I'm not trying to knock it. I know a lot of people enjoy it, but it did feel very niche and it felt like it was rolled out to be something that would last for a long period of time, but it's not very story focused. It's not a single player game. It's something that you really have to enjoy with company, I think, in in its full capacity. So to see them go back to their strength and the way that they were able to do the Conquer games, Battletoads, all that kind of stuff, like that's pretty exciting at the prospect of, of Rare getting back into into their form or, or, or being able to do something that's not connect based or service based. Right. Yeah. And, and just to go back to your point around uh fable uh, it, it's, it's playground, right. Or what's the, what's the studio playground games or playground. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For um, it, as much as I want to, I hate to say it, they, the hard rumors is that they have been working on, on a fable, fable. game. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's it's not necessarily a bad thing to to revisit beloved IPs as long as 
I like I like the same thing with like Perfect Dark. They take that approach and give it that spiritual reboot to make it something completely different, but still familiar. I think would be a good thing um, for the franchise because Fable is also one of Xbox's beloved franchises dating back to when it first came out on Xbox. Original was it original Xbox or it came out on 360? No. Uh. First Fable. No. First Fable. Xbox. The original Xbox. Original Xbox, right? Yep. Yeah, and then Fable Two had a had a long history, and and Fable as a franchise, I think it was Monolith Games, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, or sorry, was it Lionhead Studio, one of those studios that basically just fell apart, kind of I under ble- the pressure of, I of trying it to make Lionhead. Yeah, yeah, it was Lionhead. Sorry, I don't know why I said Monolith, but yeah, I mean we can we'll cover it a lot more because we're talking about some pretty high level stuff right now. But I think um, unanimously, the three of us are really looking for new IP that are going to, you know, scratch an itch that, you know, that, that I think Sony has been scratching for quite some time now with some of their most powerful, um, and, and, and ever present studios like Naughty Dog and stuff like that. I, mm-hmm. I would love to see Microsoft step up and just be able to combat that. And I don't mean in a competitive nature. I just think that them being able to provide third party or sorry, first party AAA, you know, exclusives like that only makes it better for us because we get to enjoy more content at the end of the day. And that's really what I'm I'm, I'm advocating for. I care less about the console war. Yeah. I just want them to make great games that I'm going to be able to play and, and just love and be able to say, you know, my Xbox has a ton of value in the fact that I can play this game only there. And Microsoft did some really, really great work. Or sorry, Xbox did some really great work. So here's hoping. We got a couple weeks to, to lead up to that. I'm sure we'll get some news early or, or at least some leaks maybe the way that, that Sony kind of leaked some stuff out. But we'll definitely be talking about it. We'll spend probably an entire episode talking about it right before uh, that that dawns on us on the 23rd. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, we've got the Ubisoft event that we've been talking about here and there coming up on the 12th. They released a trailer today, so it just showed some some gameplay from Watch Dogs Legion and Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla, which have been kind of their two tentpole titles um, that are that are going to be touted. A new game, no? Some sort of like multiplayer type game? Hyper Escape? Yes, they did. Yeah. So I wonder if they'll be kind of leaning into that a little bit as well since it seems like it's going to try to occupy the same space as um as like Fortnite and all that kind of stuff. Was it a battle royale game? I didn't actually watch the trailer. I just remember seeing they revealed something. It is. Let's find out a little bit more about it. It looks pretty cool. The the art style looked pretty cool. The art style um, looked very cool. So I'm interested. In Ubisoft, we're probably one of the most like I want to say they're one of the most successful uh, publishers this generation like they made some really really great stuff that yeah. we didn't necessarily expect they started off on kind of a shitty note with the original watchdogs but since the original watchdogs they've really pulled it together with the division division two and all the other stuff that that we've seen from them but um i don't some know if it's battle royale it looks more like a look like overwatch shooter yeah it does yeah yeah it looks cool i wonder if it's going to be a free-to-play game did they say uh, they haven't said yet. No, it looks like uh, will there be other game modes other than BR? So it does have a battle royale component. Um, oh yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's a free urban battle royale. Loot your abilities. Yeah. Oh, cool. So I guess this is Ubisoft's entry into the battle royale mode. It's crazy. It's still. It, I mean, Warzone is pretty popular. But it still isn't enough to take down Fortnite. I don't think anything will ever take down Fortnite, unfortunately. But it's cool that there's they're making these free-to-play games that we're able to hop on and just try out and see if they're any good. I'm just a fan of there being options. Like, we've got Apex, you've got Warzone. Yeah. We've got so many different options now to be able to kind of dive into if you're I've not necessarily a fan. I've kind of had to play Apex again. Me too. Yeah, maybe we should. Maybe we can dive uh, back maybe. into it before we start playing Halo again. That, I don't have that itch. Okay. You don't have that itch, eh, bud? No. No itch, bud, eh? No itch, bud. I used the no itch, bud. No. Okay, man. Um, other than that, we had some pretty big music stuff happen, I guess, in the last couple of days. But I don't know if you guys really want to dive into that. The gist of it being, uh, the what? How, there's that one album that you keep playing, Shane, and I'm sorry, I don't remember what it's called right now. It's called Untitled Black Is, and the artist is Sue, S-A-U-L-T. Um, I just realized I had been 
pronouncing it salt. And then today I, I was doing that too. Corrected. And I felt like such a doy doy because it's spelled just like Sault Ste. Marie. So it'd be like calling it salt St. Marie. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly, for me, it's it right now is like one of the front runners on album of the year so far for me. Like it's getting probably the most play. I just pre-ordered the record and spent like $60 on the pre-order of the record. So it's a beautiful album. It's really well done. I've, I've been listening to it the few times that we've hung out the last couple of weeks. It's been pretty much in, in consistent rotation. Um, yeah. So yeah, great album. That would be what I would recommend this week as well. And they're donating the proceeds of the album to uh, charities. Can you, can y'all send me the album? Yep. For sure. It's what I play. I played it for you partially when we were pre Hamilton and I was vibing to it. It was that what well, that, it was? that was. That was another song that was called girlfriend by T dot Nava. Who's the, uh, key, the, the keys player for, um, the free nationals, which is Anderson packs backing band. Okay. Send me all that stuff. Cause I was vibing to that stuff that you were playing. How about we just update the playlist? Yeah, we can update. We'll, we'll we'll update the playlist this week to make but, sure that. Uh, that all I just this want to listen to that one specific album. You know, just can you just send it, man? You don't have the uh, self. What's the word I'm looking for again? Discipline. Yeah, you have the self discipline to just go in and listen to the one song. You got to listen to the whole playlist, girl. I mean, I feel like I do have the self discipline to do that if I really wanted to, but I thought we were homies and that you would be able to just like send it to me. You know, do you follow me on Apple Music? You could also see what I'm listening to. I'm pretty sure I do. I follow okay. Ortega. I know that. I've seen his cute little avatar every now and then. Thanks, man. I don't yeah, think you're following me. All right. The other things that I listen to really quickly, just to kind of run through, uh, Louis CK has a new uh, like like project out with uh, Blanche Garden. Uh, it's called Long Distance Relationship. It's kind of like a, I want to say it's like a podcast, but it's more like a, a like an audio show. I listened to the first two episodes. It's pretty good. It's something I'd recommend listening to. I know people are still iffy on Louis C.K., but he's still a talented creator and, and comedian, despite what your feelings around um, his, some of his misconduct is. Um, and then Han also released uh, an, a new mixtape album, I guess, that was created in, in isolation, um, which is pretty sweet. So check them, check that out as well. It should be on all streaming services. And then last but not least, uh, Ty Dolla Sign and, and Kanye put out uh, a single each this week. Uh, Kanye is featuring Travis Scott. Ty is featuring uh, Kanye, Skrillex, and FKA Twigs. Uh, both worth checking out. If you're not a fan of Kanye's uh, Jesus is King, then Wash Us in the Blood is, is quite a bit different. But um, still worth checking out if you were a fan of Jesus or, or My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy or any of Kanye's darker work. Um, there's a lot of other, other stuff that we could talk about. I know, uh, you know, dinner parties coming out this week. I'm stoked for that chain. I know you're excited for that too. Mm-hmm. Um, the dirty projectors at an EP come out. Rye, I believe released a new single. Um, Leon Lavas released a new album recently. So there's, there's a lot of, of music that's come out, man. It's, it's honestly, I don't remember a four month stretch where there has been so much music that I've, I've wanted to listen to that has come out of the, the woodwork and, and maybe I wasn't expecting and just kind of came out of nowhere. So um, it's great. There's a lot, there's a lot out there to take in, but those would be the recommendations, I guess, just for now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. That's it. Yeah. That was a good hour there, bud. Yeah. Well done there, lads. Yeah. I'm ready to go for a toss around of the baseball. I am ready in uh, 45 minutes. If you want to meet me at the park, let's go. Yeah, it'll be pitch black. It'll be, it'll be pitch black. We'll play under great, the lights, right? Great, That's how they do it. Great pun, though. Pitch black. That's oh. really smart, man. It's That's how you catch a black everybody. eye. Pitch, pitchable. Catch us next week, Thursday. Oh, one last thing. Pun. Thursday, Thursday, we've got uh, the... We did a spoiler cast for The Last of Us Part 2. Myself, um, Shay, and and, uh, and and Daniel Baptista, who or who we did Survive and Endure with earlier. So that will be out later this week. So if you want our thoughts on The Last of Us Part 2, full spoilers. We are not holding back in any capacity. So please listen to it. Gabby, don't listen to it until you've beaten the, the game. Yeah. Uh, but really quickly, give me an update on where you're at right now because we talked about Last of Us and my thoughts in a very general capacity. But tell our listeners where you're at and then uh, and then – we can kind of use that as a mark to come back to. You want to make, you want me to get specific of where I'm at? Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks now since so it's been out. Yolo? Spoiler alert, if you don't know what happens in The Last of Us Part 2, 
it's maybe been a slice. You if you, uh, yeah, if you, you should talk about this off the podcast. No, I want to hear about it on the podcast. If you, if you don't want to listen to the spoilers, it's been a slice. If you want an extra slice or a side, here's your side. Gabby, go. Your dipping sauce, baby. So, your dipping sauce. <laughs> I am now transitioned in the game where I am now playing as Abby. So you go back, I guess you you play through Seattle day one. For people who've been playing it, you go through three days of in Seattle as Ellie and her timeline to the events of Last of Us Two. Um, so you get to a point in the story where you switch, and now I'm playing as Abby. I think I'm near the end of day one because man, I I was telling you this yesterday. Day one or even today, day one Seattle for Abby is hella long, man. I was playing it last night, and I was like, okay, I kind of want to go to bed, but I, I want to kind of finish day one, and it just kept on fucking going, man, so I had to eventually turn it off, but I am I'm day one Seattle all over again with Abby. That's where I'm at. Abigail. Okay, cool. We'll come back to it, and we'll talk about it a little bit more um, in the next in the next couple of weeks, I guess, as you beat it. I'm going to actually hop on in a little bit and, and, and try to clear up some trophies and some stuff that I missed on the first playthrough. So yeah. if you're on, Gabby, I'll, I'll catch you there. Yeah. Uh, the rest of you guys, thanks for joining us again. Have a great week. Uh, happy 4th. Happy Canada Day for those that that, that missed it. Um, we'll, see you ne- we'll see you on uh, next Monday for the, our weekly special again. It's been a slice. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.